This is Life Well Plan, featuring the 80-20-365 success system with Adam Vincent Gilmer. I'm your host, Gene Valaitis. And every week, or if you're binge listening every single hour, or if you're watching the videos every single day, however you take in this course, Adam shares another aspect of the 80-20-365 course, which uh, if you've been listening, you know that he's taught in more than 100 countries uh, around the world. I'm a student, you're becoming a student. The thing you really need to get the most out of this course, and we can't stress it enough, is your daily planner, which you will carry around all day long. You'll start it in the morning, you'll carry it with you all day long, and you'll review your day and score your day before you go to bed. Uh, it's a dollar a day. What a, an incredible small, small investment for the rest of your life. You can get yours by going to Adam's website. It's www80 20365.com and just uh, follow the bouncing ball. Welcome to episode number seven. Boy, episode number six. Talk about powerful setting up your big five year goals and objectives. And we had great stories. Um, you know, you really need to listen to episode six before we jump into episode number seven. And this is episode number seven, by the way. Um, in, in episode six, we, we, it, it was really like the, the, the 80,000 foot view of your life. What we're going to do right now, and we're going to use the three steps to set up your day, and we're going to help you set up your daily and monthly objectives to get you rolling along so you will eventually achieve that five-year objective and goals. And as we stressed, these will change as you grow and, and things change in your life. And, and perhaps, and this is the case with a lot of people, things will happen so quickly, you'll say that objective that you set for five years, man, I'm going to make it in one year. And and you may think that's impossible right now, but trust me, it really does happen to people. So Adam, welcome to episode number seven. Uh, we're going to talk about setting up your monthly objectives and goals. So let's start with uh, setting up your day. The three steps are purpose, planning, and performing, and then we'll talk about how to score your day. So let's, uh, let's talk about these short-term goals to reach five years, which was in our previous episode and let's talk about purpose all right so on the uh on your screen right now i can i can probably turn in my planner and uh it'll actually show you purpose so <clears throat> what's really important is you you actually get a purpose statement okay <clears throat> and i like to tell people gene that your purpose statement is when your conscience and your subconscious come together like a a puzzle piece in other words you're not going to lie to your subconscious you're not going to tell an untruth you're going, and your and your consciousness is going to de determine whether it's uh, true or not. You want to be <clears throat> real about it, okay? So, <clears throat> what I do is I, I turn to my purpose statement, and I'm really answering a few questions. So the first question in my purpose statement is, you know, what do you love to do? Okay. So if you're if you're if you're taking notes here today, and maybe you're you're listening in the you know on the drive, what have you, this is a section where you need to actually listen to this section. It's okay listening and driving, but to do it, you need to be, be focused on answering a few questions. First question is, what do I love to do? When you know what you'd love to do, it's not work. Okay? It's called yeah. passion. Mm. It's passion. So, you know, you ask a musical, you ask an artist why they love to paint. They have this, you know, we shouldn't say quite way of, of explaining it, right? They, they have a specific uh, of what they, so what do I love to do? I, here's what I love to do. I love to teach and inspire others to have a better life. Okay. And by doing so, I've put a system together 
which is what we're reviewing. And I don't care if you're uh, an analyst, an artist, a engineer, um, direct sales, entrepreneur, network marketer, you sell real estate, you're an attorney, um, you're a playwright, uh, you're, it doesn't matter. Okay. To me, we're going to make your dream a reality. So that's what I love to do. And what I've developed is a system that allows this to take place. Next is, what would I do? Next question. What would I do if money was no object? Yes. <laughs> okay. So a lot of people think, oh, well, it's a money thing. I'm like, no, you have to create value first. Okay. So I turn to my uh, purpose statement. And my purpose statement literally stands for what, what my life means to me every single day. Now, I didn't just arrive at this one time. This is the other thing I'm always asked. It took several, 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 several redos and tries, but the basics of it was, was always the same. I wanted to help and inspire. And, and one of the great teachers in the world, you know, I, I went to Jim Rohn's weekend, but one of, and one of his mentors and one of his, his mentors, L. Shelf's mentors, was, said that, find a way to serve the many, for service to many leads to greatness. I'm like, wow, aha, <laughs> you know, an aha moment for the day. And I'm like, okay. So I found a way where I can dramatically help people accelerate what they want to get in their lives. Uh, and not so much by being a coach, but by you, by the person who's doing this, you're going to see that you, this is what you have to do. So what would I do if money was no object? Well, if money was no object, I would travel around the world. I'd love to give seminars everywhere I go, and I'd love to have my family with me. Well, let me think about this. This is what we do, okay? We travel around the world. We literally do seminars all over the world. Sometimes it's in nine different languages. We speak in English, and it's translated over headset into nine different languages. <clears throat> and we show people um, how to tackle uh, and what to do. <clears throat> and then uh, as I read this purpose statement, when I do it in the morning time, I don't read it out loud. As I said, I told you, I have my power hour planned, right? I, have, I go in and grab a cup of coffee. Uh, I sit down. I go over my purpose. I'm, I'm, I'm reviewing the, the questions that I'm asking myself. And the other thing is this, is that if you only had five years to live, what would you have to get done? Wow. So, you know, so now there's an urgency. Not saying that you're only going to live for five years, but, you know, you know all of us are going to have to face the day when we're no longer a present consciousness, okay? In other words, we're dead. So... Between that time, whenever it is, because it's an unknown, it's a mystery. Life is a mystery. We don't know when that is. How are we going to act if we only had five years lived out? Listen, if, you're, if you went to your doctor, and a good friend of mine, actually one of my business partners in Miami, um, uh, just got notification that his, his mother had between two and four months left to live. And I got on the phone with him. He said, you know, we were in tears together and we're sharing with each other. We obviously love and care about uh, each other uh, as colleagues. <clears throat> and, and I said, listen, brother, I love you and care about you, but chances are it might be sooner. Now, Gene, I, I know I said five years, but it was five weeks. Okay. And here's what he did. He, he put his entire business on hold and he spent uh, not only Christmas, but uh, he just um, he just laid his mom to rest uh, about two weeks ago. Okay. But he spent all of his time went to the beach, the kids were around, and he, and, he, and he put as much of his energy into those last, he, he didn't know it was going to be five weeks. None of us did, okay? But the point is, is that if your doctor gave you a written note that said, you've got five years to live, 
what would you have to accomplish? I'm willing to bet that, like, I'm getting visceral bumps all over my body thinking about this, okay? Um, I'm willing to bet that you'd be like, man, this is what's important to me because that's kind of a question it is. The next question, the next question is this. <clears throat> if, it, if you took all the money you made last year for the year, and Gene, you helped me actually develop that question, uh, and, and you made it in a single month. So let me explain again. Let's say you made $100,000 last year, okay, or $70,000 for the year. Maybe you made more, but whatever the case is, I'm just going with, with average stuff. What would you do with your life if you made that in a single month? How would your life change? And now when you put these um, four questions into a category, you can start to say, okay, well, listen, here's how I start to live. I've only got five years to live. If I had all the money coming to me at once, and uh, man, how can, I, how, can I, how can I create value? And what do I love to do? If you put all that together, you can come up with an incredible purpose statement like I have. Okay. And then the purpose statement here, and I've signed it, by the way, at the bottom. Sorry, on this side, I've signed it here at the bottom. And it's a commitment that I read to myself <clears throat> in the morning. This is step, uh, step number one, is just getting through the purpose. Because this gives you the, the juice, the foundation, the concrete and the rebar of what you're building, of the consciousness that you have in this life, um, for you to say, okay, I'm ready to go. And then, so now that you've got your purpose, I, any questions on purpose, Gene, before I move on? Because that's like <clears throat> step number one. And this doesn't take long. It takes long to put it together. But once it's together and reviewing it, it's, it's, it's in a matter of a minute or two. Right. Before we get into step two, which is uh, planning, uh, just very, very quickly in your purpose, uh, your five-year bottom line and your, your uh, bottom lines for the month. All right, good. So on the screen, I have it up on the camera. Uh, well, this is a videotape. I've got five-year bottom lines. Okay. Um, and, and listen, I will just read to you uh, what my, my one of the is for my being. Um, I am praying daily for direct action, uh, and I'm doing this with love in my heart. This is these aren't hard goals, but the point is, I'm doing this every day. It's not something that I'm saying. Oh, I'm, I'm choosing to do once a week. Every moment of the day, I'm, this, is, this is where I am. I'm focused. Um, just to give you an idea, on my people tab, <clears throat> um, I am an amazing people magnet. I'm telling people what I am. This is my, my five-year bottom line. So in five years, I'm going to be attracting more and more and more and more and more and more and more people into my consciousness that are like-minded. Okay? Like-minded people accomplish great things. That's why it's called teamwork. So I've got stuff for my spirituality, my brain, my body, my, my time, people, and money. And I review these. These are not hard to do, simple. And then I simply, this was in the month of January. I know we're coming to an end and beginning of, of February. But, um, you know, I do the same thing in January, okay? I, and then what I've done is I actually flip back and forth. And I'm like, okay, let me see. Yep, let me write down the goal. And I sit there and I actually write down how in one step, one step, one fraction, Gene, of one one sixtieth of the sixty month goals, sixty month five year goals, uh, one sixtieth. Saying okay, if I just do this <clears throat> little thing, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase for a little bit. Here's the book eighty twenty. Right, <clears throat> ready for this? Richard Cox says this: the biggest wins of all all start small. Wow, I'm like, damn, another aha moment uh, for the day. It says so for for something big to um, for something big to be accomplished. They all start small. So I can't go into my five years as like, man, I have to live it out. Right. But they all start small, these small little things. And then, of course, I view those um, objectives and goals for the month. Now, these are goals. 
These are the five years are bottom line results. These must happen. These are five year. These are these are month by month goals. These are things that I'm working on to help new habits form, get new synapses and, and neurons created in the brain that are going to make all these come together. And then I turn to my um, my actually daily plan. I'll just do that right here. Yeah. So we're so we're into step number two now. So I just want to make sure people follow along. Step number two is planning. So we've done our purpose. Obviously, we've got to take that and put it into a plan. Correct. Now, I've broken the planner up into different sections because <clears throat> what I've learned from psychologists, and I have that in here somewhere else. Um, I'll pull it up here. Um, what I've learned from psychologists is, is that there's a left-hand hemisphere and a right-hand hemisphere, and they're all... Uh, charged specific ways. So even if you're left or right-handed, that has nothing to do with the brain, um, per se. The left-hand side of the brain, for all of us, <clears throat> is neat, tidy, organization. Almost everything is kept in a nice little file. And the right-hand side of our brain is like, Michelangelo, let's go paint the ceiling, creative, walks on the beach where love exists, that kind of stuff. So I've broken the days down into the left-hand hemisphere and the right-hand hemisphere. Wow. Aha. Uh -huh. Let me see if this makes sense. On the left-hand side, we're preparing. There's a section called A, B, and C. And A, B, and C is on the left-hand side of the brain. So it wants organization. It wants to know what to do. It wants to know how to execute. It wants to know what the plan is. And then on the right-hand side of the brain is, let's go make it happen. Okay? And that's how it's broken down. So there's A, B, C. And then on the right-hand side, there's D, E, and F. Left-hand side, three little areas, A, B, C right-hand side, D, E, and F, which is execution, get it done, creativity, action. Left-hand side is the plan, the launching of the space shuttle, the launching of the dream, the launching of the things you've got to plan. And, and, and together, the brains work together. In fact, the left-hand side of the brain wants you to be successful. The right-hand side of the brain is the action side of what you have to do. And what's going to happen here is the left-hand side and the right-hand side are going to be communicating with each other, giving you mental permission that it's okay for you to go out and become as successful as you've intended for the next five years. So really fast, you simply go to your A section, which is called prepare, and you prepare your day. Then you go over to the B section and you do your purpose. You've read your purpose. You do your planning for the day and you close your eyes after everything's planned out and you do your what's called a take one preview. You're previewing and giving your mind mental permission for the day to unfold. <clears throat> then you simply plan your bottom lines, self, others, and work, and you've started uh, the day off, and you've started your 80-20 day. And here's what the psychologist happened to say. Once again, 80-20 <clears throat> book. I've got tons of books to quote as we go over uh, this stuff. But anyway, psychologists tell us, however, that thoughts and attitudes can be changed by appropriate action. Whoa, unbelievable. <clears throat> Uh, and not the other way around. The best way to start thinking the 80-20 way is to start acting 80-20. And that's why, Eugene, when you asked me at the beginning of episode number five, it was, I think, why do you demand? Because it's very easy to read this stuff, and it's easy not to do. It's great to take the information in, but it sucks trying to translate it into action. And what we've done at the 80-20, 365 planner is... <clears throat> Those small little things added together over time, great things take place. Five-year results happen one month at a time, and this is how we plan. And the next side is actually uh, doing the performing. Actually. Yeah. So we're getting into step number three, and what I like to say is it's showtime. And step number three is perform. You've got, you're ready. Now it's time to take on today's tasks. First things first. Oh, no, not first things first. Fear thing first. Yes. 
And that's what you, what you actually do is you get down your pen and, you, and everybody knows that you're being afraid, what you're afraid to do. Everybody, everybody inst- instinctively knows, you know, um, I'm afraid to say this and that because I might cause confrontation or somebody might say no to me. What if you decided n- not to take no for an answer? <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, a, what a concept. Mm-hmm. Fair thing first, not taking no to getting a raise from my boss. That means that you're willing to walk away and your boss gets to lose you as a person if you're looking for a raise and you're afraid to ask for that day. Now watch this. If you don't ask for the raise, you're never going to get it. That's right. Might as well ask. And, and there's a way to present that uh, to your boss and there's a way to make things happen. In fact, just before we did some of these recordings this morning, I had uh, two owners of uh, one of the companies I represent on with me for about 20 minutes uh, trying to bend my mind around their idea, okay? Now, and, and I love them dearly, but my answer was, I understand where you're coming from. I can see your point of view, but unfortunately, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> because I refused, in this instance, I was refusing to take no as, a, as, as an answer, okay? What has to happen is, you know, I'm the one that, I'm the one that's out there doing the traveling. Last year, I did 467,000 miles, enough to go around the planet like 60 or 70 times, okay, if you count the diameter or the circumference of the, of the planet. And I know what the market needs. They're not in the space that I know. But, but I'm respectful. I didn't say I wasn't angry and demanding. I was solid. I had resolve. And I knew what I was going to get. And that's what happened. Actually, before we started doing some of these uh, um, calls today, and I'm just giving you real life examples so people start to understand <clears throat> that I'm performing when I say go do this. So you do something for yourself. Go to the gym. Watch what watch what you eat. How hard? By the way, <clears throat> everybody knows if you reduce your calories and carbs and you go and walk, you are going to start burning fat and losing weight. This is not a a new concept. It's a it's like you know I, I was talking to somebody that said. To, uh, one of our webinars the other day, they had a question. They said, well, don't you believe the earth is flat? I'm sorry, I don't. No, I ref- I, 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 here's why. You know, there's just so much irrefutable evidence. And no, I've never been up in space, ever. I don't believe the world's flat. I believe it's round, just like I think the moon's round and the other planets are round. So, <clears throat> you know, if you're given this uh, belief system and you say it's flat, if that was the prevailing assumption <clears throat> at the time uh, <clears throat> Christopher Columbus set out to sail, Okay. Can you imagine people used to think we would sail off the edge of the world? Okay. But that's what people used to think. Yeah. But over time, their belief systems got changed. So do something for yourself every single day. Do something for your uh, work every single day and do something for others. Random act of kindness every single day. In fact, one of the other episodes I was talking about, I was traveling through London Heathrow. There was a a woman with a push chair and a baby, and uh, the bus pulled up uh, maybe two, maybe a foot and a half away from the curb, and she's with the baby stroller. I'm a dad, don't know them. Um, w- this woman was of different faith than me because of the way um, uh, she had presented herself, and I, I and I have a lot of respect for all the different faiths of the world, but I knew she couldn't get across this chasm. And I was like, no big deal. I'm a dad. And without asking permission, I just reached down and, and lifted up the bottom of the stroller and moved. And she obviously picked it up and we went across. And I said, she said, you know, she didn't even say thank you. Didn't want to talk to me, really. <clears throat> it was one of those things. And I said, hey, welcome. I, I'm a dad. I know how it is. And I'm on my way. Random 
act of kindness. Now, <clears throat> before I forget, as you're going through your day, <clears throat> you're also going to decide which are 80s and 20s. And, and Eugene, out of everything I've said <clears throat> on, on episode one to now, the most important thing that everybody has to get their head around is <clears throat> all tasks are not equal. I'll say it again. All tasks are not equal. That literally means that some of the tasks that you're doing, anybody can do. But the ones that are the most important, actually, uh, after I coach and I teach people on 20s, a lot of people start putting their 20s in their FTF, fear thing first, because they're actually afraid to get a 20% high payoff activity done. <clears throat> and how do you tell the difference between an 80 and a 20 task? Let me explain. A 20 task is when you feel the natural fear showing up in your consciousness, in your body, in your thoughts. <clears throat> You're like, man, yeah, but the answer could be no. That is a 20. Okay, that's just the easy rule to make it happen. And you turn to section D, and underneath your work section, you write down what that happens to be. Okay, you might also want to write down in a half of the day saying, man, I felt this energy come on me when I asked myself what, it, you know, uh, uh, what, what the answer to the 20% question was. I was like, yeah, I had some fear. Felt, aha, I felt some fear handling this 20% item. This is a good thing. <clears throat> so laundry. I mean, I have, a, you know, I don't do any of our laundry. I don't do any of our cleaning up. I don't do any of our gardening. Um, I don't do any of washing of the cars, okay? Um, I, you know, these are things that we've hired other people to do because that's their top 20, you know, have clean dishes and what have you in the house, have clean laundry folded and put away, color-coded. Um, these are all the things that we pay somebody else to do because it would be a large waste. It, it's valuable, but it would be a large waste of my productive energy for me to be at a laundromat doing this stuff. Now, if you're currently in the situation where you have to, I understand. I get it. I've, I've, I've been there. I've had to do it. But I've learned now that I've become more successful over, over my life practicing this stuff, I now have people that, that attend to those things because we pay them and that's their job or that's their career. And for them, making these things take place is important. And for me, I stay focused on education, doing deals, getting contracts done, working with the attorneys, things that are high payoff activities, 20% items, and I stay focused on those for most of the day. Those are my D section. E section is for 80s, and F section is for notes, ahas, and mentoring. Now, you know, uh, steps one and two, easy to do. Step three, a little more complicated, but once you figure it out, and you're only going to figure it out by doing it, okay? Once you do it, every single day, I write down who I've mentored, and I mentor four different types of people, A-type personalities, people like me. If I'm prospecting or wanting to work with somebody, they're looking for somebody who's an apex predator, a type A, okay? And I'm looking for those people because those people make things happen. They have a sphere of influence. They know who to call. They can get the answers. They get back with you within two or three minutes. They make decisions. I love working with those people. Now, they're, they're difficult, okay? They're, they're, they've got a little ego. <laughs> they're driven. They get, they get pissed off from time to time. They yell and scream. They, they, they've, they've got a, an edge to them, but they can get things done. And they will help you uh, from your five-year bottom lines 
they will help you squeeze that gap down much, much sooner, maybe a year or two, if you work with those types of personalities. Um, B type personalities for me are people that are in business. <clears throat> they might be an employee. Um, but they want to have a better lifestyle. <clears throat> They're not ready to make the jump to being risk taker, entrepreneur. But, you know, we can work with those people. I, I have a B that I work with every single day, either personally that I've met or somebody within my sales organization groups and teams and businesses that I have around the world. I, I, I asked people to introduce me to these people. C's are, um, C-type personalities are just people who are customers. And it, in the planner, there's a section for mentoring A's, B's, and C's, and D's. I'll get to D's in a second. And there's also new contacts, A's, B's, C's, and D's. And I'm always asking my sales organization, Gene, to introduce me to an apex predator, a person who wants a better lifestyle and better opportunity. Um, hey, who's interested in just being a customer? Take a look at what the doctors have to say, and I can sell the products and things that way. Um, and then D, and all of us have these. Ds are people that maybe were your friends in high school, junior high. Maybe they dropped out of college. They're a couch potato. But... But you owe it to them. They're friends of yours. They've seen your life change. They see you're doing amazing things. But you owe it to them to extend the olive branch and give them one last chance to have a chance at changing their lives because they're capable. But, but life has their life habitudes they've been on aren't the same ones that you've been on. The life habitudes they've been on, they've been crushed down. Rejection has broken them. Maybe there's, you know, um, other extenuating circumstances, life death scenarios, uh, breakups, hurt relationships, um, massive life failure, you know, loss, okay? And it's holding that person down. And our job in life is to extend to that person a chance to say, listen, let's, uh, <clears throat> let's, cross the, let's cross the chasm together. And that's performing the day. Now, I just went through that in about uh, 10 and 11, 12 minutes, sorry, 12 minutes, just so everybody understands. <clears throat> This is not easy to do without the book, without the planner, <laughs> okay? Yeah. The, planner lay, the planner lays it out for you. In the morning time, you prepare, you preview, then you go to today's task and you literally perform. And at the end of the day, step number four is reviewing. So there's A, B, C, left-hand side of the brain, D, E, F, right-hand side of the brain, left-hand side of the brain, organization, right-hand side of the brain, execution, action, getting things done. <clears throat> oh, by the way, one of the other things you wanna, might want to plan is plan stuff for you know your significant other valentine's day is coming up right we're in february but birthdays <clears throat> date nights okay um uh, organize the babysitter early okay surprise the person people love surprises um you know I, I find it with jessica she loves surprises from time to time and it just it spices up the relationship and makes it good actually sometimes you don't even stay here at the house we we go and check into a, a local uh, hotel and we you know we have fun we, we're, we're adults we're living life so you want to plan these things so that you can make the relationships of your life count <clears throat> um and Gene, you know this. When I, when, you know, when I was reaching out to you, we had talked about putting this uh, webisodes and, and uh, podcasts in place. And one of the things I love about working with you is that not only do you understand it and know it, you've actually been on the road. You, you've seen what we do. You've gone through the process. So <clears throat> I wasn't just asking you as a broadcaster to say, listen, uh, come and do this little project. I knew that you were into doing the project because you'd seen the results. I live it. That's my point. Yeah. And and here's the thing about the Daily Planner. We mentioned this in a previous episode, but maybe it just went by you because you were, you know, your mind was elsewhere. I will tell you something about the Daily Planner. Okay. Forget about the Daily Planner for a second. Think about your cell phone. 
Now think about that one moment when you were on an airplane or maybe in a car or you left a coffee shop and you went to grab your cell phone in the pocket and it wasn't there and it wasn't in your pant pocket and it wasn't anywhere and you thought you lost it. You know that feeling in your stomach, all the information that's in that phone. Where's my phone? How do I find it? You panic. Trust me. This is going to happen with your daily planner. You will wake up and it'll be beside your bed. And when you go to bed at night, it will be there as well. And you will carry it all day long. This will become as invaluable as that cell phone. And if you ever misplace it, (laughs) you're going to get that very same feeling. Trust me. And that's why you need the daily planner. So those are the little steps, three of them. Purpose, planning, and then the, the curtain goes up and you perform all day long. Now, in our next episode... I mean, this is, things are just getting exciting and and we've only completed seven episodes coming up in episode eight. You know, we've, we've talked a lot about 80, 20, 80, 20, 80, 20 in our next episode, exactly what is the 80, 20 rule and how to use it. Adam, thanks for this. I'm looking forward to the next episode. Me too. Thanks, Gene. Take care. God bless everybody. Make sure you have your daily planner. It's easy to get. It's a $1 a day investment in your life forever. And trust me, it'll be like that cell phone, that cell phone. Just go to www.8020365.com. Easy to order. You'll get it. Thanks for listening to episode number seven. Here we go. Episode number eight coming up. This is going to be good. The 80-20 rule. What is it? How to use it? For Adam Vincent Gilmer, I'm Gene Valaitis.